Welcome to the Pastor's Cut. I'm Trevor Lovell, one of the pastors here at Park Community Church from our Near North location. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast, and instead, we'll be posting a short devotional every day. We hope you'll join us and we'll enjoy listening. This is the Pastor's Cut, and I'm Trevor Lovell. All right, it's good to be with you all once again. I hope you're faring well in this season. And as we get ready to dive into another one of these little fireside chats on the Bible, I hope you're comfortable and uh, I'm excited to jump in. So today we're gonna be looking at Psalm 23 together, verses one to six, which is actually the entirety of that Psalm. We're gonna read the whole thing together. uh, And I wanna start out by reading it actually. And so this is Psalm 23. Uh, We're gonna start at verse one and go right to the end. A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Okay, so we're going to take this chunk by chunk as we work through it. But before we jump in, there's this story about T.S. Eliot, the famous poet, that he was reading one of his poems out loud to a group of people. And once the reading was done, somebody said to him uh, something kind of to the effect of, wow, that was, that was beautiful, great poem, uh, but what does it mean? And T.S. Eliot, he answered the question by looking back down at the poem and just reading the whole thing out loud over again which was kind of a snarky way of making his point. But, but the point was that to some extent, dissecting a poem for its meaning uh, doesn't add value to it at, at a certain point, that you can overdo it to an extent that it actually starts to take away from it because you can end up remembering the explanation more than you do the poem itself. And the hope is here that we do walk away every day with a better understanding of these passages. And for now, a better understanding of these Psalms that are Hebrew poetry. But the hope is that what we remember most isn't the explanation to the absence of the psalm, but that we remember the psalm better because of the explanation. So that's the goal here, that we'd walk away knowing these psalms better. And I bring that up because I think this is one of those poems where the essence of it is best understood kind of just by reading and listening to it and sort of chewing on it in your mind. And so we'll talk through it and I'll make some observations for us and bring out some points that I think are relevant for us. But with this passage, the best thing isn't to memorize anybody else's words on it, but just to memorize the psalm itself. Because I can't tell you the times I've been able to draw on this specific psalm, moments as a pastor, uh, where you're just in a situation where it seems like there aren't words uh, to help, like, like there aren't any words that can really be meaningful in a certain situation. But someone is looking for you to say something Uh, And all I could think of in the moment was this psalm, Psalm 23. And I can tell you that this psalm, these six verses are incredibly precious words. And so if you're looking to store up some inner riches, this is a great one and a pretty easy one to memorize. And so I just encourage us all to consider doing that. 
Um, but all right, let's, let's jump into it. We'll take it chunk by chunk and stanza by stanza. And there are three stanzas throughout this. So the first one is verses one, two, and three. And there we see right in the opening that David, the author, declares that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And so this David, the author, as a boy, he actually worked as a shepherd. We read his story throughout First and Second Samuel, and it's pretty fascinating if you're not familiar with it. He goes from a shepherd boy to a warrior to being the king of Israel. And throughout his life, he wrote a lot of songs and poetry, a lot, a lot of these psalms he wrote, uh, this right here being one of them. And here he uses this metaphor from his own days as a shepherd and basically says that the way God relates to us and treats us is that we're his sheep. And he is our shepherd, which isn't a compliment to us, but it says something about God because David immediately after that writes, I shall not want, meaning God provides everything that I need. He takes care of me with God as my shepherd. I have all that I need and I don't want for anything else. And now this can be tricky for us, I think, because we're kind of given to wanting. We're given to occupying our minds with all the things that we want, but don't have. A lot of us are wanters, myself included, but David's point is that God knows what we need even more than we do. And all those things that we spend our time dreaming about, all the things that we want but don't have, the fact that our shepherd hasn't given them to us kind of implies that actually we're better off without them, at least for now. It implies that if we were to have those things now, it wouldn't be good for us. At least they wouldn't help us in the direction that God is leading us. Because David goes on to say this in verses two and three. He says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul, right? Basically, he gives me rest. He gives me food and water. He gives me everything that I need. And then it says this, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. God gives us all that we need in order to walk in righteousness, not necessarily to walk in all the things that we'd like to, but to walk in righteousness. And his point is, what more should we need? What more should we really want? And his answer is nothing. God is our shepherd. We have everything that we need to walk in righteousness. And for that reason, we should not want. And then he moves into the second stanza, which is really just verse four. It's just that one verse where he says this, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And the picture here is that we're like sheep walking through a dangerous valley with predators all around us, right? With lions and bears that wanna eat us. We're basically walking lamb chops. And what that picture brings out is the reality that in matters of life and death, a lot of times the outcome is beyond our control. That there's certain things with it that, that we just can't control, that we're like sheep trying to defend ourselves against a lion, that it's out of our hands. But what David is saying is that even in that kind of a situation, we can feel safe and secure because our shepherd is with us and he has his tools. He has his rod and his staff, the tools that he uses to keep us close to him and to keep danger away so we can trust him and we don't have to fear any evil because he's there meaning matters of life and death. Maybe they're beyond our control, but they're not beyond his. That's the second stanza. And then the third, verses five and six, continue that line of thought saying this, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And what's interesting about this is the line in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And what this means is that God doesn't always remove our enemies right away. 
that as our shepherd, sometimes he does take us right through the valley of the shadow of death. And it's scary sometimes. And in the midst of that, he doesn't remove our enemies. He doesn't always take them away, but he keeps us close to him and he provides for us because he wants us to learn to trust him. He wants us to know that even in the presence of our enemies, he's there. And that because he's there, we're okay and we can trust him. And so he prepares a table before us, meaning a feast. He provides for us in abundance in the presence of our enemies so that we can learn to trust him even while they're there. He anoints our head with oil. Our cup overflows. He provides in abundance so we can trust him. And so the point is that that when we find ourselves in those moments of fear, we can look to the ways that God has provided and we can trust him. And we don't have to want for this or for that because we can know that God is with us, that our shepherd is here and that he's provided for us and that he'll continue to keep us safe. And that's why David goes on to conclude with this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever, for all of eternity. We can have certainty that even if death should take us, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so we can say in any circumstance, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want because I trust him. And so I think a good question for us to wrestle with around this psalm is this. Even in the midst of difficulty, how has God provided for you? In what ways has he provided enough for you to trust him and to walk in righteousness, even in the difficulty you find yourself in? How has God provided for you? Because the truth is, God leads us in paths of righteousness. And sometimes those paths go right into the valley of the shadow of death. And there is danger and it's not always easy, but our God is with us. He's the one who brought us there and he's the one who will lead us through it. And no, he doesn't always take away the danger, but in the midst of it, he asks us to trust him and to know that he's there for us so that we can say with sincerity, even in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, that the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're doing well. We'll be back here tomorrow with another short devotional. So stay tuned.